first swing for Littman, first point for Littman. Three times in a row, the crowd go crazy. Oh, it's an ace service, it's in. Hello everyone and welcome to the Ace Space. It is the volleyball podcast brought to you by CEV and happy new year after a great 2020. I say a great 2020, the podcast was great, but loads of stuff wasn't so great. We are back in 2021 and we've got a great guest for you. Salvador, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for the invitation and happy new year to you all guys. And I'm happy to be here with you and share a little bit with me about my life and my volleyball career. Uh, he said all guys then, Key, but it sounded a little bit like he said old guys. And he must have been talking about you there because he definitely wasn't talking. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. I think we're the same age. Salvador and I are the same age. I say you all guys. I say you all, like everybody, because it's going to be a lot of people online watching. There is. Um, Salvador, well, I'm going to call you Salvador, but not everybody does, because you've been around, you've got a few names, you've got a few nicknames. Like, what are some of the names that you've picked up around the world? Well, uh, I remember that my time in Germany, uh, they used to call me Cuba, or my first team that I played in Ed Sopers, they called me Juanqui. My second team where I played in the beer volleys, they called me Cuba. And then uh, back in China and other countries, they used to call me Salvador. And then in Turkey, uh, a lot of people call me Hidalgo. But in the beginning, they start to call me Hido because it's uh, more more easy for them to call me Hido and make it overall easier. So uh, whatever they say, Hidalgo, Wanky, Salvador, Hido, I'm like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> I'm just looking to the side. <laughs> yeah, hello, that's me, present. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. Nicknames, I absolutely love them. And I think it's just because I'm just Dave. And whoever I've always ever been anywhere, it's like Dave. Hey, Dave. Oh, Hang on, D-Rog, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's just a guy who's 36 years of age and still thinks he can wear a hat back to front, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's pulling it off. What did you call yourself earlier? A, a cat burglar or something? Yeah, all yeah, black. just just all like I could go and steal your car stereo. I, I used it in that word also. <laughs> uh, Key, where in the world are you in your um, volleyball adventures? That's in another new Airbnb. Yes, I'm actually in Malouz right now. Oh, nice. So I used to play here and it's it's really cool to be back. But obviously I'm staying in an Airbnb as, as per usual because, you know, keeping my distance. And uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing a little bit of volleyball training, which you may not have been expecting. Picked up the volleyball again. It feels weird. I feel like, like I've got bruises all over my arms. I don't know if you ever go that long, like nine months without playing, and then you go again, and you're like, what am I, can't, I don't know what to do. It's tough, it's tough. Yeah. So are you, are you back training with Malouse then? Uh, yes, I've been training with them for a few weeks because uh, I have a little announcement to make, and I don't know if I should make it now. Why not? It's the best moment. Yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah All right, go on. So the, um, the guys from CV have been begging me to tell them if I'm officially retired or not. And so I am officially announcing today that I am not retired. Oh. I'm coming back to play. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be playing in the USA League. Have you guys heard of this pro league that's starting up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Jordan Larson, with... Castello with Osga um, Kerdar. It's gonna be so much fun. Look at Dave's face. Oh, mate, no, congratulations. Wow. Thank you. That's such amazing news. That's, Thank you. I'm super good. excited. Oh, well done. Congrats. 
So this is this is a super cool league because there's going to be drafts and people swip, swatching t- swatching swapping teams in the middle of the of the league. Because <laughs> well, we'd actually for Ace Space fans for regular listeners, you'll know that one of our first ever guests we we talked about that. But oh, mate, this is this is such good Thanks. news. Well done. When so when are you going? to the states salvador we're gonna get we have totally <laughs> sidetracked you here i am I, so I sorry the, the mic hey i'm um i'm good with that i'm good with that i'm leaving i'm going back to the states on monday and uh starting training like a week after that awesome yeah so the official league starts i think games start end of february but we all report beginning of february and uh it's yeah it's so exciting like like you said it's going to be 44 players all in dallas and we basically switch teams every week and they choose captains based on points and there's kind of like this bonus system it's going to be really intense it's like a tiny little bubble for for two months straight and that's why i'm so excited about it because it's only two months of volleyball and my knees are actually going to be able to handle it i don't know about you salvador we're we're the same age how do you feel physically Uh, actually i've been lucky with this i i'm if at very first, I always had a little bit problems with my weight, but I always had the uh, I've been strong managing with uh, with my knees. Uh, I got a good doctors, especially back in Berlin. Every time that I have any problem, I call to my doctor Oliver Midner and say, "Hey, doctor, I have this and I have that. What should I do? Uh, what kind of special program should I do?" So I also been lucky that I had a good relationship with all my uh, power training coaches. In this case, right now we have uh, Alexander Pacheski. A very good uh, power training coach, and he he in the last two and a half years he he kept me in shape. So um, I've been very lucky with my knees. Till now, I have to say I have zero operation. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and let's yeah. try to keep it like that. <laughs> yeah, for, for volleyball players, it's very strange not to have operation on mm-hmm. any kind of yeah. professional sport. So I have like a normal injury, like many 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 guys. But uh, till till then, I've been keeping strong strong mentally and working extra hours also you know so it's it's really so at this at this stage in your career do you think the time off because of the pandemic actually helped you out um and helped you get your your body back into shape and might even mean that you can play for a little while longer uh yes at very first i have to say that i don't play in the national team so when you don't play in the national team automatically you have a longer life or longer battery for the future uh that's been a, a a minus a, a volleyball career because it was a dream of mine, but a plus on my professional career in the clubs. So I've been managing like 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 pretty good with that. And with this pandemic, also uh, it was bad for the world. We have um, we a lot of people passed away, and it's very painful uh, living in the way we're living today. But also I had time to to spend my little girl. So spending time with my little girl that was a newborn, and then uh, working at home. It was a new challenge that, that I really like it. Uh, at some point of time, after six months, uh, it was time about to go out and say, "Okay, I need to get, uh, I need to play some volleyball because just being at home and working out and you know, uh, it's a little bit stressed and then it's getting in your mind and you know, uh, it's difficult. It was a very difficult period, but I have to say that I enjoyed a lot uh, working out at home and being very close to my family. Well, do you know what? It's interesting you say that because so many volleyball players they won't see their families for long periods of time, particularly if they've got contracts where, I don't know, they might be in Turkey one season, then Italy the next season, then they may go to Asia. So that's just, well, those are just three of the of the many, many countries where you can where you can go and make a living. And of course you are making a living and you're providing for that family. So I'd imagine any 
prolonged period where you do get to be with everybody must feel pretty special. Yeah, sure. Uh, in this case, <clears throat> I have to say that I'm one of these kind of players that normally been jumping from country to country. Uh, in the last five, six years, I've been trying to be stable after I decided to be back in Europe. Uh, in this case, I was staying here in Turkey, in Istanbul, and my family were here, my kids were here. So uh, we didn't fly uh, back to Berlin or back to Havana. So we were here the whole time in Turkey. And, and you know, it was uh, Istanbul, especially Istanbul is a, a great place to live. And after the pandemic was finished and they opened in Lurby, we were like in the beach, uh, many places. And it was uh, it was okay because the weather here in Istanbul is uh, it's really nice. And in Istanbul is a beautiful city where you can do everything you want to do, you know. So it, it was good. It was good. What's it like to play in Turkey? We've had you. In fact, you're the first man we've had who plays in the Turkish league. We've had a, a lot of the the top female players, but Fenerbahce, like they're a worldwide thing. What's it like to play for a big club like that? What's it like to play in Istanbul and have those? Well, I say crazy fans. They're not. They're not. Um, they're not in the stadium at the moment, unfortunately. But just give us a a little insight of what it's like to to be a volleyball player there. Uh Actually, I have to tell you, it's really nice. Uh, the point is, uh, I was I, I, I am a German citizenship too, also Cuban. So especially in Berlin, we have one of the biggest Turkish communities in the world. So okay. in Berlin, we see Turkish everywhere. So I always have listened really good things about uh, about Penepache. And you know, before I played in Penepache, I also played in another Turkish team that I don't want to say the name because it's not the best moment to say it. But, you know, I find here in Fenerbahce my love. And uh, it was uh, Fenerbahce is one of the places or one of the team where you feel at very first like family, point number one. Point number two, the fans are crazy and they always expect the 100% of you. Uh, I have a lot of experience from the finals that we have in play here, cup finals or in the league. And Fenerbahce fans been amazing since you are at the hotel they come in in the night and they just scream into the next day when you get it in the bus they're going with you and the police you know together and it's, it's amazing it's really amazing there is something i you know i've been playing in different places where there are there are a lot of fans like especially in the beer volleys this is one of the volleyball temples in the world where you could see in the super finals two years ago uh, the atmosphere right there uh, but like the fans in, in, in Istanbul, like especially for Fenerbahce, eh, when you play any finals or something, that is crazy. They are supporting you and they are ready to die with you if it is necessary, even when they don't play volleyball, you know, and especially in Turkey, especially in Turkey, the fans take it more personally because when uh, sports is, uh, is big here in Turkey. So the fans, uh, they, they, when they born, you know which team you are for, you know, because this is a family <laughs> tradition. So there is already in your blood since you're born. So you know which which is your team since you're born till you die. And, you know, like I say, the, the fans are always ready to die with you. Unfortunately, we can't get them in the, uh, in the halls right now. But I hope that in the future, after four or five months, uh, uh, we can be with them and share a little bit of happiness. Uh... I think I saw a video on your socials. Um, I think it was a group of young volleyball girl fans and they were cr literally crying because you were hugging yeah, them. Yeah. I guess it must have been after a big match and literally tears were coming down their face. I was like, oh my gosh, I, like, you must feel like, I don't know, Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is this that was, like? a, that was a really nice experience for me. It was a great one. Actually, it was after a morning practice 
and we were in Izmir, we were in Arcas, Izmir, uh, that was two and a half years ago. And uh, we were playing uh, this day in the afternoon, it's supposed to be game five of the finals. And then this morning we went practice like a normal day, you know, and it was a very exciting day. And then I see the lyrics and I was like, oh, that's broke my hair, you know. So then I saw how much appreciation, you know, not just all people have, but also young people uh, looking at me and my game and my way, my way of playing volleyball. And this is very real, you know, when I tell you that I am a person who never played in the national team of Cuba or Germany, mm-hmm. and uh, that have the chance that other people see you and see your value. This is something uh, very special for me, you not know, just for me, but also for my family. And, uh, you know, uh, in this moment, my fiance was there too. She was crying. We were like, oh my God, I never thought that could happen because there are little girls that just going crazy with you. And it was really nice, it was really amazing. And, you know, I be praying for this like this. Do you think you play in some of your best volleyball now, though? Because you're 35 years of age. Am I? You got MVP in the finals last year. Is that right? Uh yeah. Two years hey, ago, I was the MVP of the Super uh, of the Cup and in the yeah. league. And this year, I was the MVP of the Super Cup. <laughs> so yeah. So you've got. So you need a bigger apartment so you can fit all your MVP trophies in. <laughs> but uh, I, I so got you, a few. I have to tell you, I got a few. So your team's, but your team's top of the league. You're the top scorer. You're playing Champions League volleyball as well. It just seems like you're still playing incredible stuff. Do you feel like you're still playing your best volleyball? Oh yes, I actually I was telling to one of my best friends here, and he's our power training coach, Alessandro. And I was telling him, listen, I've just turned 35, but I feel like 27, man. Like I have so much energy. <laughs> What? I, That's incredible. And I told him I feel unstoppable. And I was telling him, like, hey, this year is my year. <laughs> and he, tell, he told me, like, hey, every year is your year. You've been telling me that for three years. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> what, what do you want me to say that I don't know? So, uh, you know, uh, it is also, uh, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's very important to work with people who believe in your work. And those who believe in your work the most are those who are close to you because they know how much time you spend. They know how much energy you spend on that. So in this case, Alessandro, my fiance, Juliana, they are the closest one that I have right here, or my father that we speak a lot in WhatsApp. And I just telling them like, hey, I'm feeling good. You know, I, I no want to stop. I don't need to stop. Uh, maybe I regret that I could never play national team. But I have to think that at the same time that I did not play national team because I see like many guys of my age don't play volleyball for three years ago when they are mm-hmm. 29, 30, they retired. Mm-hmm. So I'm 39, I'm 35, and I'm feeling like 27. So man, I gotta enjoy this moment, you know. So uh, it's a very special moment for me, and I'm, I am a very ambitious person. And you know, when I feel good, I know how much it costs to feel good. So I want to keep it like this for as much or as long as I can. So I'm enjoying the volleyball right now. I'm feeling really good in Turkey. Last two, I mean, in the last two years I played here, we just looked in the league four games. So last year we lost two games. This year now we play. This year is different because we got maybe like a football league. There are 20 teams and we have to play like 38 games plus cup plus Champions League. It's a lot of matches. I'm still, we just lost till now two matches in 20 that we, we haven't played in the league. And, you know, I feel with a lot of energy, enthusiasm. And uh, this is something very important for, for, for a sportsman overall, you know, mm. like, uh, being positive yeah. and, you know, I'm, just uh, it's my day off but I know that tomorrow afternoon I got power training I go with everything there yeah Yeah, and I feel like you have completely the right attitude about it if you show up with the positive mental aspects and you convince yourself that you feel young and you feel good you can keep playing until 
I don't know, however long you want to. If exactly you still that. love it, why not? You know, the, the, I have to, um, I admire two sportsmen in the world. And uh, one is Cristiano Ronaldo and the second one is LeBron James. And, you know, I see myself in, in their attitude. You know, if you are in my private life, I, I do whatever I want. I'm going to destroy whatever I have to destroy. But when I'm in sports, then I'm going 100% with you. I'm going to die with you. Maybe I'm going to fight with you in the moment that I'm in practice or whatever. But after practice finish, after the last three whistles finish, man, what happened in practice, stay in mm. practice. You know, we talk about practice tomorrow. Don't worry, you know. And then start your private life. And I've been, I, I, I have I have separated my private life from the sports. Yeah. And I think that uh, that makes me, that's having given me a little bit of power because I, I have, you know, limited my private life. Uh, I've been doing the same thing that I did before, just in another way. And that filled me of energy and love to go back and to work again, you know, because whatever I do in my private life, it is very important also to get the love back that I needed to fill my battery yeah. again. You know, it's like it's like your cell phone. Yeah. Uh, you use it, you use it, you use it. At some point, uh, you need yeah. to charge it, you know, and that's what I do. And, you know, I'm I'm full of energy. And I'm telling you, man, I especially when you're winning, you know, when you're winning, it's even more. Even when you lose it, sometimes it's better because you 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 have learned. But I think I haven't lost enough in my life. So it's time to to keep going in the way I'm doing completely agree is it lebron on your lakers jersey is that the number you've got of course <laughs> yeah yeah yes there he is there he is king james what an athlete um we should seeing as this is the cev podcast we should briefly at least talk about the champions league of course you're playing in it this year you're in a pool with two polish teams and and the belgian team as well you've already played in one of the mini tournaments where you managed to get the win but you were defeated against the, the two Polish teams and you go again. You go, oh, you're heading to, to Belchatov at the, end of the, at the end of the month, aren't you, to play Skra. Just yeah. tell us about Tournament 1, because you went to Poland to Kyrgyzstan Kozle. Personally, I think you played very well. You got 49 points. You picked up 23 in the victory against Alst. Um, how did it go from your perspective, from a team perspective? How was it playing in one of those mini tournaments? Yeah, um... Okay, Champions League is very important for us because uh, especially Fenerbahce had a hard time in the last past six years. Mm -hmm. uh, lucky for us, we won the first game 3-2. Uh, it was like a little bit disappointing for us because, you know, we, we are very, like I told you before, we are a very ambitious team. Um, we wanted to go more. We make a few mistakes uh, with uh, Linsmans and uh, we won 3-2. So it was a good victory, but at the end, a little bit disappointed. Then we know how good is AXA, especially me. I've been I played for two and a half years in Poland in Jaszczynski Vengo and Saksa is like forty-five minutes away from. So we haven't played a lot of game with them. I know a lot of guys from them, like Ben. Okay, most of them. And uh, it was a very nice game where we person we person I me personally and also the team, we have been learned from them how their tactics are, how they play, how passionate you have to be sometimes a point in volleyball. And then we tried to execute against Saxa. Uh, we did it. I think that we did it pretty good. We could uh, we could do better. But uh, I think that for the second round, we we know more what we have to do. You know, because in Champions League, there is no much time for preparing your tactics. There is no much time to do many things that you would like to do because you play in three matches. It's very tough to play three matches on the road. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And, you know, normally you just go play once and you go back, you can study more the team, you you have time for practice, for set, set out your tactics, and that was not possible. So we had to adjust our time for one game to the next one and to the next one. And, you know, also your energy is going down because all these matches, uh, you have to give the 120%. You know, you have to you have to try to get your limits on those games that are so important, you know, for you as a person, but also for your team and for your fans and for the club. So we were not lucky that time, but um, I believe that uh, we would have a better attitude uh, in the second part now when we're flying on 25. Yeah, so the game's 26th, 27th, 28th, it's pretty intense. Do you think you can get a victory against one of those Polish teams? Well, uh, we that's, that's our goal. That's our goal. Our goal is to pass to the next round. And uh, uh, to pass to the next round, we have to beat Osaksa or Old or, or Uh In my volleyball career, it could not be Saxa yet. But we, <laughs> you know, there is nothing that you cannot do to beat anybody. And in my volleyball career, we haven't won against Belhato and also lose. So we go for everything, you know. There is a new challenge. There is a new day. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And when you believe in yourself and you believe in your teammates and you keep the trust in everybody's working together with you. So I think that at the end, uh, we will go forward. So I, I, I'm mm. very positive on that. And, you know, I will try to do the most of me and try to get the most of my teammates. And the teammates will try to do, try to get also the most of me and also the most of all of them. And as a team, we are going to try to go forward. Watch this space. I'm really excited for the adventure. I think if it clicks, you could really cause some problems. Um, and of course, CEV announced that there is a record prize pot as well. 4.8 million euros up for grabs. So yeah. <laughs> get oh. your hands on some of that money. That's incredible. <laughs> I had no idea that oh. so much money. I mean, I've played in the Champions League mm-hmm. many times, but I had no idea that that was the kind of money that was handed out to clubs that would yeah. get second place. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 mostly it's mostly at the top, but I think CEV realised that clubs are going through some stuff, so they found a war chest, and if you do well, that is a serious carrot that they have dangled. So, uh, yeah, big yeah. bucks. This is, this is uh, I think this is a very good point from the CEV because this is what they've been doing the the uh, in the football for many years, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So when they play Champions League, they price the team with kind of uh, bonuses. And uh, I think this is also a motivation, not just for the mm-hmm. players, but also for the club, because with this money in the future, they can pick other mm-hmm. players and team can get better, you know, especially now during this pandemic, we're having hitting also hard economic. So mm-hmm. uh, clubs can take and profit with that money. So I think that is a very, uh, it's a very good idea from the CEB. And I have to congratulate the CEB for such a good idea where volleyball can develop daily more and more and more. And it's opening the ways for many other players, not just for me, because but for the future also. So I think that the guys in the future are going to be more lucky than we all that have been playing all this year and trying to fight for them. So it's a change, you know. But at some point they start, and you know, the first step is always, is always the most important, and the CV did it. So it's very, mm-hmm. it's very nice, and I'm very proud of what the job that CV is doing. Key, is it time to dig in? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, man. I, ha- I just have a few questions that are basically nothing to do with volleyball. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite pizza topping? Uh, pepperoni. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Uh, I would go with the hammer. Oh, okay. Like Thor? Like Thor, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you're really into fashion because I've seen a few of your Instagram posts. Oh, yeah. Always looking sharp. 
What's your Thank favorite you. outfit that you've worn recently? Oh, can you describe it? I, us? you know, I have to say I love Philly Flame. Philly Flame. So it's a, it's a great talent, it's a new talent. It's very fashionable. Uh, had a great clothes and amazing shoes. I am very shoe. I am a big shoes fan. Glasses fan. Like fashion is uh, is uh, is my second life. And uh, I I go with Philly yeah. Flame. You have to Google because because when you Google, you will see. You will see something, something way different that you normally see from Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Prada, Armani, whatever you've seen before, forget it. So I'm telling you the new, the new generation is really flying. Okay, we'll have to look it up. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. He's talking to us about fashion, but that's on the Insta. Oh yeah, this is my Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Christmas sweaters and matching pajamas. <laughs> what do you mean? That's not fashion, Dave? What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, Key. Carry on. Um, alrighty. If you were to open a restaurant, what would it be called and why? Uh, I would call it... Uh, I would call it Tropicana. <laughs> I think that already exists. Yeah. Uh, it exists as a cabaret. Like where Tropicana is kind of... Uh, it's a cabaret where there are a lot of, like, they have a show, different kind of shows, a lot of dances. So I think Tropicana would be nice because that very thing is, like, very Caribbean. Uh, it's very famous. Uh, we especially have in Germany one place we're calling Tropical Island, which is an island, like, very tropical in the middle of Europe where a lot of people are going there. So I think that Tropicana is the best point because uh, it means more like Cuban-style uh, mulatas dancing, drinking rum, smoking Havanos, and uh, with some Cuban and international food would be the best, uh, the best name, Tropicana. Exactly, exactly. Like one of those restaurants you see on Ocean Drive in Miami, <laughs> oh. something like that. Sounds great. When are, when are we going? Gotcha. I... <laughs> yeah, I know. Let me know when it opens. I'll be there as soon as lockdown's over. Um, alrighty. So if your five-year-old self suddenly found himself in your current body, what would be the first thing he would do? Play volleyball. Yeah? Yeah. 100%. You've been playing volleyball since you were five years old? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. I've been, I've been playing, uh, you know, my father used to play volleyball and since I'm a kid, I've been around right. people, I've been around athletes. The karate, judo, taekwondo, uh, baseball, football, tennis, table tennis, whatever, especially in Cuba where I grew up, uh, in by our time, it uh, was of the best time of the sports in Cuba. So my father was a, a vice director of one of the schools, of the sports schools. And I just been hanging out with my dad when these Saturday, Sundays, I just want to be with my dad. I remember like if you were today. So I, I just remember going behind the ball or going with the guys from wrestling. And, okay, show me how you do this and how you do that. And come, let's take it. Boom, boom, boom. Oh. And my dad, hey, he's just five years old. I'm like, oh, I don't care, you know. I was like, you're like, I can take it. Yeah. Bring it on. And uh, I think uh, sport was in my blood, like I said before. Um, um, I have a I have a good coordination, um, I think, uh, volleyball. I think if my kid would say volleyball. Yeah. Already my little daughter, she's uh, 11 months old, and she's just taking the volleyball ball because we had a home football and volleyball ball. 
and also tennis ball. And she's like, with just she just like the volleyball ball, I think, because of the yellow and blue. <laughs> and she, no, 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 she's, she's just like taking the wrapping the ball and like throwing it. I was like, what? Oh, she's just man. 11 months. I was like, <laughs> and oh, we just, yes. just throwing. So also when I'm playing, she's like, oh, pa, 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 pa. and you know, she knows when I'm playing volleyball and it's, it's, uh, it's really nice. So that's why I think that when they are five, for sure, volleyball. Yeah, so you'll probably pass that on to your kids as well. They'll be, they'll have memories with you playing volleyball. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because you know, kids normally want to do whatever their fathers do because they don't have the the right conscience to 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 know by the time, you know, and you just do whatever you see the most and whatever you see the most. Papi or fa- your father or your mommy go in the morning, coming late, and then you see them and you go with them to the game. So it's like, okay, I want to do that. Yeah, for sure. Good one. Good answer. All right. I've got a couple more. I don't know how much more time we have, but I'll keep going until they tell me to stop. Keep, okay. Yeah, do a few more. And then I've got some questions from fans as well. All righty. So. <clears throat> What's your best dance move and can you show us? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, la, la. <laughs> Salsa. No, I... You know, uh, we, in, uh, you know, I grew out in Cuba, so my fiance, she's mm-hmm. a professional dancer. She graduated from oh, the wow. dance school and she's amazing. She dances amazing. So at home, you just, you have to dance or you have to dance. Uh, yeah, I for, can imagine you guys in the kitchen cooking together. Always the music is playing, you're dancing. Every fun. time, every time. Oh. Like at home, when I came at home, sometimes when I'm tired or something that she knows that I'm tired. She just put some music like reggae, like Latino reggae or salsa or whatever. Mostly Latino reggae, and we start to dance, and all my problems are going away. That's what I told you before. Sometimes you get at home, yeah, whatever separating. you don't have, you know, separating private life from sport, and yeah. that's feel me, you know. And I see my daughter also. We working out and and we doing videos to to upload to Instagram. We're working out, and then we just put the music, and my daughter is watching how we dance or whatever, you know. This is so amazing. So. I'm very lucky that I found her and I'm very lucky that also I like music and I love to dance. And technically dancing is working out too, so there you go. Yeah. Can you dance, Keith? Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, me either. Although, although whatsoever. <laughs> just, seeing, just seeing how much, like you did five seconds of it then and you just <laughs> sat back down and you had a massive smile on your face <laughs> and... I think I might. I think twenty twenty one. I might learn to dance. Okay. Oh, like if, if something like that can can make you that happy, because I can I can't dance. I've got a bit of rhythm. I can play drums. I can sort of, yeah. I can I can clap to a beat, but I cannot dance. Um, then again, mi- but but if you if you can play the drums, then I believe that you can <sighs> dance at some point of time. Don't worry, it's coming. You know, you just you just have to feel it. The same you the, the same you play the same way you play. The same way you have to move your body and to move your legs and everything is coming along, believe me. Uh, I believe. All right, one more. What is something you've tried once and you will never do it again? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> what I tried once, I will never do it again. Uh, I don't think it's a good one because I really, actually I don't remember because I'm, I am a very starborn person, you know. So when I can do something is when I... Yeah, when I can do something that I, I want to do it again because if I don't have it done, I don't stop. So I don't remember when was the last time I did something that I could not do and I say that because actually I'm a very emotional person. So it is been very difficult that I say that before. For example, I went skydiving once and I don't think I would ever do that again. 
<laughs> don't worry. I've been trying to to convince my fiance to do it, and she's like, "No, you can't do it alone." Man. Yeah, I yeah. Want to do it. It's like, what? Don't I'm do with that her. To me. Like, why would you pay someone <laughs> to push you out of a plane? Like, what were we thinking? Yeah. I don't know. I've been, hey, I've been trying, uh, we've been in Dubai and we've been trying to convince her like many times, like, hey, let's do it, let's go. He has skydiving in Dubai, it's the best one. Uh, Not for me. <laughs> well, maybe one day. Uh, I, so you, yeah, so you've done when it. I lived in you've Australia, it, we did it, a group of us. It was, it's one of those things you, you, you feel the anticipation as you're going up, as you're going up, as you're going up, and then you get to the edge of the plane and you sort of scoop forward. And there's a guy on your back, you know, and then he sort of like pushes you it's off. It's the first mistake. First mistake is when you look down when he yes. pushes you off. Yes. <laughs> like, what am I doing? You get this sort of like, you, all the regrets are going in your head. Like, why did I, why, why, why? And then you fall out and then it's okay. Once you're in the air, it's just like free fall and you, you're fine. But it's like 30 minutes of anticipation. Oh, no, I probably wouldn't do it again. Nice one. <laughs> All right, let's have some questions from the fans then. Uh, first of all, Paul Carroll, twelve. Hello, Paul. Uh, he'd like to ask you. I, I don't know Paul. Do you know Paul? Of course, he's one of my good friends. Like really, really good friends. Oh, we really? Never had the oh, is he? To play together, but we played together. Oh. Uh, we practiced together. We play against each other back in Germany. Uh, also, we played against each other in the Champions League uh, when I was in Poland. He was in the beer volley, so. He was kind of the oh. Jordan in the beer volleys. He was like six and zero oh in the final. So he's a good friend of oh, mine. Wow. He's also Australian. So oh yeah, oh great. Well, in, in oh, which well. case, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop shouting people out just in case you know all of the people who have asked the question. <laughs> um, he 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 asks, where do you like to party in Berlin? Oh. And <laughs> I knew he come with that. He's trying to call you out. He's trying to call I, you I out. Know, he's I know. Trying... I know. <laughs> Word, and he yeah. also asks if you could describe your fashion style in one word, what would it be? Great question. He always made good questions. Well, by the time that I knew Paul, uh, uh, we've been doing a lot of private things. So I would say Felix. I would say Felix is uh, the best place. Now it's close. It's a club that doesn't exist anymore. anymore. Uh, but I would say Felix. And... Um, if I describe my fashion in one word, I am enthusiastic. Oh, enthusiastic! Yes, you go full, go hundred percent. If you're wearing something, I, I oh, think I saw a photo oh, of you sure. and your fiance wearing matching denim outfits, and all I could think yeah. of was Britney Spears and what was it? I think it was Justin Just, Timberlake. Justin back Timberlake. In the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> they're owning it. Or, Love it. Yeah, we, we like Victoria Beckham did. That I mean, well, like, I never pick up my clothes. She pick up my clothes every morning, mm-hmm. whatever we go, like just for everybody. Yeah, yeah, she's the one who buy my clothes. I didn't buy my clothes for the last five five years. What? So oh, she's really? the one who picked the outfits to match the shoes with the clothes, with a cap, glasses, everything. Even to go practice, like I mean, for everything. I I don't remember the last time I pick up That's my clothes. So really, has she ever picked out an outfit and you've gone, no? <laughs> No, uh, I can't wear that. No, because I know that after that I'm going to have some stress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like mostly like when I don't like a little bit, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm too much for today. Let's do it. But I most of the time I never say it. Is she I know personal... what's going to happen after. Yeah, true. Is she a personal <laughs> stylist or is it just a passion? 
hobby of hers? Um, like, like, like they told you, she's a professional dancer and she like uh, all outfits and uh, she's a passion of her, like, uh, dressing me. And she's like, you know, I'm always some. So the last that I can do is to pick you out your clothes and that you feel free because you know how you are, you know how you dress, you know how we dress. And, you know, we always try to match uh, whatever we're going out. And, you know, it's uh, it's perfect. We also born the same day, 27, 12, 1985. So it's uh, very no difficult way. to find that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm, I'm very happy with that. Wow. You know, yeah. like clothes are always good. So I don't mind it because she have a good taste. Yeah. I wonder if you ever get messages from fans or, oh, can you style me as well? Or you love your outfit. Where do you get it? She could, she could start a sure, business. She could start a side said. hustle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Next question. Anyway, so MH Shahir, he says, you've got a beautiful spike style. Is it important for you to be stylish on the court as well as good on the court? Both. Yeah, both are good. Like uh, being stylish in the way of liking how people like my game is one thing. But at the end of the day, the most important is not how uh, is is to score the point. Doesn't matter how you score the point, the most important is to score the point. But at the end of the day, scoring a point is not so important as to winning games. But you cannot win games without scoring points. You know, it's a shame where you have to yeah. put all of them together. And uh, if you have the whole package, welcome. And um, I'm middle. <laughs> so uh, I like I like both. I like both. I like both. A very volleyball-specific question here. So, do you know we have great chats sometimes? I just forget it's a volleyball podcast. Yes, it's just three people having a good chat. <laughs> but do you have any tips on a jump serve? How to do a great jump serve? Um, I think that the most important of the jump serve is uh, focusing of what you want to do. And uh, there is one thing uh, happening most of the time uh, in in the game is when you make the toss. Sometimes the ball is on the left, sometimes the ball is on the right, sometimes you it's on the left and you want to go right, sometimes it's in the right and you want to go left. And, you know, the most important is to be focused and know what you really want to do. And there is nothing better than practice. Uh, practice, what whatever you don't do in practice, never try it on the game because it's going to never happen. You know, because in practice, it is in the moment when you can uh, develop your game. Without practice, there is no game, you know. So if you're not having done in practice before, try to improvise on the game. But by surf, it's very difficult. Maybe by spike, every time you can do whatever, or the hook, or whatever. But in surf, it's very difficult. So do whatever you haven't done every time. And, uh, you know, just be focused. Most focused and being strong mentally, you know. I hope you've taken that on board, because you're going to have to take that to, uh, I'm not to a the jump, USA I'm not League. I'm a jump spin server, but I'm, I'm paying attention. I will definitely try and uh, incorporate that when May, I get back. Hey, court. look, maybe now's the time. Maybe you just rebrand <laughs> exactly. yourself as a maybe super server. Also, you know, I'm not a middle blocker and I don't float serve. Now I'm an outside hitter and I jump serve. So Yeah, <laughs> I'm an outside hitter with bruised arms and a rocket serve. That's, uh, My that's serve would not be rocket. It'd be like... It'd be like one of these ones. It'd be a sky ball, but not a good kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, I must promo Fan versus Dan as well. We've got a hot topic that we still want to talk to you about, Salvador. But 
moving forward, we've still got Fan versus Dan. If you are a regular listener, you know what it's all about. If you're new, then listen up because there's the chance for you to win some prizes from CEV. Fan versus Dan. Dan Manili is our regular volleyball expert, and we're giving fans the opportunity to take him on with predictions. The next set of results we want predicted are in the Women's Champions League Pool B between the 26th and the 28th of January. So write to us at the ace space at cev.eu. If your predictions are more accurate than Dan's, then uh, we will send you some swag from the Super Finals. Alex Porter is still the man to beat, though. Shout out, Alex Shout Porter. Out, Alex. Um, Shout can, out. He got every <laughs> result right. He, he literally, Salvador, he picked every result right in the Champions League. So the the team that's going to win to the amount of sets played in the game, he absolutely smashed it. He was, he was like in, in Back to the Future 2 when Biff Tannen gets the sports almanac and he just uh, he just starts betting on results. But do get stuck in with that because uh, Dan's a great guy, loves his volleyball, but um, we love giving people the chance to beat him. Anyway, hot topic, and it is a great topic today. We've seen you rocking in your King James Lakers shirt. You've told us you're a massive massive basketball fan. Um, So who do you think would be a great basketball player from the volleyball world or the other way around, who would be a great volleyball player from the basketball world? Have I I said them both? Yeah, yeah. I got a bit confused. Okay, I did, yeah. (laughs) So so what volleyball players do you think would be great basketball players and what basketball players do you think would be great volleyball players? I think I will, as volleyball player who would be a good basketball player, I will go with uh, with Simon because oh, yeah. uh, you know okay. his father. His father was volleyball player, a basketball player. Sorry, in Cuba, back in Cuba at the time, he was really good. And um, Simon is very tall. He can jump. He he got athleticism, and uh, I think he could play the five pretty good. Like he's also he's huge as well, isn't he? Like he's massive. Yeah, imagine setting massive. a pick he's to strong. him. He'd be like, Pfft. yeah. Exactly. I and I think that uh, once uh, he can start to play bass, he could or when he played basketball before, uh, he could get some weight, uh, being 250, 260 pounds, and uh, I think that he uh, he could be a good five. He could be a good five. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And what would you a be? Basketball would you player. Be three. Uh, I will play three or two, but I got okay. handles. Uh, I would. I would play from one to three. I may not be super subtle like LeBron playing the five positions, but I I could play from the three to from the one to three. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm I'm, I'm like one ninety six. So um, if I were like six nine, I would be way different. But uh, mm. it's okay. <laughs> and I will go. I will go from basketball player to volleyball. You know, I saw Joel Embiid. I think that he could be like a good volleyball player. He got technique. He played volleyball before in the high school. Uh, I'm not a big fan of him, but I, I'm like seven to sixers are good. I know my team. Uh, I'm a I'm a one man team. Um, I'm a one man follower. <laughs> and, uh, You're the whole fan and, club. Uh, I think, yeah. <laughs> I, I will go with Embiid, even when I know that Steph Curry he also played volleyball, that her mother played volleyball before. Uh, I will go with uh, with Joel because of the height. So I think that, that Steph will struggle a little bit because he's short and not jump too much. But I will go with Embiid, uh, very tall. He can, he can jump, had a good technique. I will go with him. Have you ever been to a Lakers game? Uh, not yet. Uh, I, I, no, yet. So I, I've been talking about 
stuff that I'd love to do for, for years and years and years. And of course, because travel has been shut down and I've started to think about all the things that, that I want to do and go to go to the States and see an NFL game, an NBA game, a Major League Baseball game. I just want to go to countries and experience their their national sports. Um, so, you know, a volleyball game in Poland is something that I've done. And for people who don't know about volleyball, they don't realize how massive oh, it is watching Poland a game is, over there. To yeah. watch volleyball in yeah. Poland is crazy. Poland is yeah. one of the most beautiful fan base in the world. Yeah, Poland is amazing. I've been playing there. Uh, I had a good experience from Poland. I also played one year there. I was MVP. I got a great experience with my ex-coach, Marle Bidu, and all players. Poland is a place to be, I'm telling you. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. most of my followers are Polish. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, Poland is one of the places of my love. Poland, China, Berlin, uh, Istanbul. Gotta go with this <sighs> You've mentioned a few times that you've, you've not played national team volleyball. But you've had a hell of a yeah. career and you've played in some amazing places, haven't you? I mean, the memories you must have are ama- like, just incredible. I, I always say to my family, I have a millionaire experience. Oh. Yeah. You know, I have, mil- yeah, I have like, uh, how, how to say that, how to translate that the best way. Um, I'm a very positive person and I always say to my family, I have like, uh, um, I have lived in so much for like even when I'm 35 years age, uh, I have been living so much from this world for this new world, you know. Uh, I went to Lebanon when 2007 when nobody will dare to go to Lebanon. And I went to Libya after everything what happened in Libya with Gaddafi. And, uh, you know, I've been in many places and I explored so much that I always say to my family, I, 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 am, I have been millionaire already of this life and whatever happened, take is having worth it. So um, I'm very grateful for for every step I have done before. Uh, maybe my some bad steps I could do it. I will not. I don't regret them. I just say that I will do it better if it were the time. But my time already passed, and I just try to enjoy the moment that I'm playing because uh, blaming the past uh, doesn't make you better. Leaving you the present or leaving the future. So uh, I'm very grateful for whatever I have been done before. Uh, for every good and bad decision I took, and uh, I have to live with it. You know that's why we're not perfect, and we are human beings that always have to show sensibility with for good and bad things. So this is my my point of life. Oh, I have chills just listening to you speak about that. Yeah. My gosh, it's so true. You. you can't have regrets because everything you've done in the past leads you to where you are. And if you change exactly. one thing, you know the whole butterfly effect. But if you're just happy and positive, it will be different. Exactly. You just enjoy yeah. wherever you are and whatever you're doing. You just, you'll never as, have a bad life if that's your attitude. Exactly. So as long as you recognize what you did wrong, you know that in the future you could do it better. It yeah. also means that yeah. making it in a good way is going to be good. You know, it is a risk that we all have to take. And, uh, you know, I, I did my part and I'm trying to live, keep it living in this way and and keep smiling. Yeah. This is my way to live life. Smiling, love and peace. <laughs> so this is the most important. Yeah, for sure. That seems like a beautiful note to end this episode on. Salvador, Hidalgo, Cuba, Hido. <laughs> n- list of names. Um, thank you and good luck. Uh, thank you so much for the invitation. Go and beat a Polish team at the end of January and get yourself into the next round of, uh, of the Champions League. Oh, we're going to get so much hate off the Polish volleyball fans now. They're like, oh, you're against no. us, you're against us. We're not. We love you, Poland. But um, 
Yeah, have you have you got a final message for the fans before we let you go, Salvador? Sure. To all the fans around the world or whatever whatever person who listens to this podcast, I would just tell you, uh, keep smiling, keep reading, and love the people next to you, and never look bad and keep keep taking your chances, you know? Keep taking your chances. Oh, you're a good man. Love it. 